Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new week of Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. This week, we'll be studying 1 Nephi chapters 11 to 15, found in the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. For those of you new to the podcast, or perhaps new to the Book of Mormon, you may want to go back to the first episodes of this podcast to get an introduction. So when we last left our heroes, Lehi had been prophesying to his family, predicting the Babylonian exile of the Jews from Jerusalem, and also the coming of a Messiah, or Savior, who would come among the Jews to redeem all those who believe. He prophesied of a prophet who would prepare the way for the Messiah and baptize him, declaring that this Savior should take away the sins of the world. Lehi even foresaw the death and resurrection of the Messiah. And as the people of Israel would be scattered over the earth, Lehi's family was to be led to a land of promise. And while their descendants would eventually forget about the Messiah, the gospel would one day be brought again to their people so that they might come again to the knowledge of their Redeemer. Bear in mind, these prophecies are happening about 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. So this brings us to chapter 11, and back to Nephi, the principal narrator of this part of the Book of Mormon. Nephi, still young but full of faith, has been listening to his father describe the things he has seen in his visions, and says, quote, Now it came to pass, after I had desired to know the things that my father had seen, and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, as I sat pondering in mine heart, I was caught away in the Spirit of the Lord. End quote. The Spirit of God then proceeds to show Nephi many of the things that his father Lehi had seen, so that Nephi could know of them himself. This experience gives us an important lesson on the process we all must go through if we want to learn the mysteries of God. First, he had already demonstrated to the Lord that he was willing to listen to God's servants and act in faith on their words most notably in his decision to return to Jerusalem to obtain the scripture and genealogy plates from Laban after the Lord had commanded Lehi to do this. So we all have questions like Nephi that we hope God will help us answer, but I think it's probably unlikely that we will receive that divine help if we aren't willing to first believe and act in faith. Second, Nephi desired to know for himself the things which his father had been teaching. This seems pretty straightforward, but maybe it's a little more complex than just wanting to know. I think part of desiring to know one of God's mysteries is having the resolution to act or change our behavior, actions, or direction if we do indeed receive revelation from God. But we may not really want to change, and that might impact our ability to commune with God. I'll give you an example of this from my own life that I just realized as I was pondering this episode. I was first exposed to the restored gospel of Jesus Christ in August of 2006. I shared a bit of that story in one of the first couple episodes of this podcast. Well, from that point to when I actually made the decision to fully accept the gospel into my life and be baptized was about 18 months. Now, throughout this 18-month period, I had many significant spiritual experiences, which is why I stuck around. I loved the feeling of the Spirit in my life. It was so different than anything I had ever felt before. But I couldn't make the decision to be baptized. I just wasn't sure it was the right move. My friends and missionaries continued to encourage me to pray about it, but the answer never came. So for the last 12 years since then, I've assumed this was because I just didn't know how to hear God's voice at the time, which is almost certainly true. But as I'm thinking about this now in relation to Nephi's story, 
it's dawning on me that the real reason I wasn't receiving revelation from God regarding the basic principles of the gospel, like baptism, was that I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to get an answer. I didn't want to change my life, or at least part of me didn't. While I was attending church religiously, pun intended, reading and learning everything I could get my hands on, I was also working at the Hollywood House during the Sundance Film Festival not two weeks before the day I eventually ended up getting baptized, which was certainly not an environment conducive to living the standards of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I was in religious limbo for a very long time, because I didn't want to move forward, but I also didn't want to walk away. I recall now that this desire to act didn't come until about four days before my actual baptism. I was having a lesson with my missionaries in Provo, Utah, Elder Spackman from Canada and Elder Fitton from Australia. I never really liked meeting with missionaries, and had had a first lesson with four or five other sets of missionaries previously. But Elder Spackman and Elder Fitton were different. They didn't bother trying to teach me the missionary lessons, having learned from the failed experiences of the other missionaries, so we would just talk. I remember at our first lesson, they just asked me, Okay, Brother Sanford, here we are. What do you want to do? That was actually a really hard question for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Another time, we were really close to me finally being ready to be baptized. They had left me with some specific commitments of things to study and pray about. And when we met, I told them I had done all the studying and more, but I hadn't prayed. Well, Elder Spackman just ripped into me and berated me for about five minutes about how it was all on me that I wasn't receiving answers from God because I wasn't putting in the work. It was awesome. I loved those guys. So anyway, fast forward to the day in question. My missionaries show up, and they brought with them a third missionary. Well, I had actually prepared myself to tell them at that meeting that I thought I was finally ready to be baptized. But when this stranger showed up with them, I just emotionally shut down. How dare he crash our party? Well, it turns out that Elder Spackman was about to finish his mission and go home, and so this new missionary was replacing him. So instead of telling them I was ready to be baptized, I spent the whole time making up reasons why I wasn't going to get baptized. Yeah, I know. I was pretty messed up back then. It was a bad hour for all of us. Well, I realized after this terrible experience that I couldn't keep playing this game. I didn't want to keep meeting with missionaries. I didn't want to keep being in religious limbo. I needed to figure it out one way or the other. So in terms of what Nephi said, I finally had the desire to really know what God wanted from me. And part of that desire was that I was ready to act. I was ready to change or do whatever the Lord required of me in order to finally move forward with my life. So that night on Wednesday, I was attending an institute class and the topic was the conversion of Saul. And the instructor read the scripture in Acts chapter 9, where Christ appears to Saul and says, quote, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. End quote. When I heard that, it was like a spiritual gut punch. It was exactly the opposite feeling of all the positive experiences I had had and made me want to throw up as I realized that I had been kicking against the spiritual pricks of the Lord. He had been trying to talk to me for months, and I had been ignoring it. Well, I knew at that moment what I needed to do. I called my missionaries afterwards at about 10.30 p.m., knowing it was too late for them to pick up, and left them a short voicemail. Elders, it's Caleb. I need to be baptized on Saturday. Make it happen.
Well, it turned out that the president of the church, Gordon B. Hinckley, happened to have died that week, and Saturday was the day of his funeral. So my missionaries had to pull some serious strings to make that baptism happen. But long story short, here I am. President Hinckley would have wanted it that way, right? Okay, back to Nephi. We have to have desire to know the mysteries of God and be willing to act. And then we have to believe that God is able to reveal his mysteries to us. This is actually harder than it sounds. How does God talk to you? Could you explain that process to someone else? Could you give them specific examples? Do you really believe that God talks to you? I'm still trying to figure this out myself. There was a period in my life when I was seeking revelation from Panda Express fortune cookies, but that's definitely a story for another episode. So finally, if we're really prepared to hear the voice of the Lord reveal his mysteries to us, the final step according to Nephi in this scripture is to, quote, sit pondering in my heart. We have to put in the time to think about our questions and listen for the answer. We have to disconnect from the world and give the still, small voice of the Lord the opportunity to touch our spirit. Do we have time set aside to do this each day? Each week? Ever? Do you have time in your life when you're not working, listening to podcasts, watching Netflix, chasing your kids around, doing housework, checking your Twitter feed, and so on? Do we place enough value in communing with God that we are willing to have quiet time to not do something else? Hearing the Spirit of the Lord is definitely not easy, and I'm certainly not an expert on this topic. But following Nephi's example seems like a good place to start. If we desire to learn and believe that God can speak to us and devote the time to listen, then I believe that will increase our ability to hear his voice. As James teaches us in the Bible, quote, Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh to you. End quote. Thank you for listening today and for accepting our Savior's call to come follow him today.